We got Paula White. I think my grandma, my grandma likes her. T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Milk Dud God. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got it got Joe got to be up. He got to be up top. I feel he's like a superstar. He's he's a star. He showed up at the Barclays. Shut the whole block down. She was jumping. <laughs> she was lit. People had on their the cocktail dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to show Joe some thighs. <laughs> <laughs> To the parlor listeners, this is Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harris. I'm chilling my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-anti-fascist. <laughs> These dollars. Sub DJ, how's the fight going? It's actually going pretty well <laughs> over the past couple of days. It has been? Apparently. Why do you say so? I've heard uh, a number of uh, fascist and white supremacist rallies have either been drowned out or have been canceled across the country. I mean, I personally am waiting for uh, the real battle to fight. You know, if you're looking at the chessboard, you're looking at the map. You're gi- you're standing on your giant standing on your, your map, your giant map. But this is a ball and shit. I've always yeah. I've always wanted to do that. That's my favorite thing. We'll talk about that later. Getting close. But um, if you're doing that and you're uh, you know the white supremacist, you know you can give up, boss. You get that up. Like I'm not even. Why was that? Shouldn't even be an article. Like, I don't know. An article or scene. And why did they go up there in Boston and act like look at them? We're drowning them out. I'm like yo, that wasn't going to succeed. We knew that. Yeah, and go like Berkeley or in California. Yeah, they had to keep it in these small, primarily old Confederate towns. Like I want to see, you know, the the Oklahoma City, you know, <laughs> and I want to I want to see, you know, are people gonna rise up and, and defend against them? Yeah, Yo, you didn't even say my name though. I think Deej Dallas. Oh, right, Quick Craig Swagger. Right, Craig. Oh damn, R.I.P. Craig Swagger. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Brandon. I mean, you know, don't put your government out there, DJ. You know, no, that's that's enough. All right, you're here. You're in the building. I'm here. Hey, I, I, I've gotten numerous text messages. A number. A number. A, a, a couple of digits on my hand, telling me to admonish you. I admonish to condemn you. Condemn me to do something that Trump doesn't Shame. do. <laughs> Shame. 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 Make I you walk it. down. I the, fixed it. Did you? Yeah. Did you did you take the audio out the first eight minutes of the, of these podcasts? So what? Ha- so can you explain to the people uh, what the hell? People is going listen. On? So this is a a two man band man, right? So looking for intern. We're <laughs> <laughs> looking for intern, and if you would like to come and participate with us and help out, it'd be much appreciated. When I create these podcasts, I use a template, right? So they are all similar. There is an audio file with the music, right? Mm-hmm. So when it goes up, if you know anything about digital audio workstations, you can track it so the music goes down and people start to talk. Yeah. So it's set up to go down, but for some reason, when it processes and put the whole file out, it just doesn't. So when I check it before I go out, I go, all right, it's up. It's working. It's And I go to the end and I go, oh, okay, it went through all the way through. So it worked. The The podcast is working. And then... When I get the bad news, the music is up. I'm like, well, how do I fix this? I'm not really sure. So I'm sorry. I repent. And I also was phoneless this past week. So I didn't see that text <laughs> message until mad late. I was like, oh, snap. No. Yeah, you, you went back about 12 years and emailed me. I was like, what is this contraption? Yeah, I, just, I, I had to. So I appreciate you letting me know. But I'm sorry, listeners. I weep. I am, will serve my penance. Um, I hopefully will not be condemned to a life in the Arizona desert. Oh, yeah, we don't want that. For my sentence. Although I just found out Arizona is the fifth largest metropolitan area. Phoenix. We, we, we were trying to find out a little information. I said Arizona, Phoenix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were trying to find out a little information about, you know, things we're going to talk about today, different topics, different city sizes, and we found that Phoenix is relatively large. Um, yeah. I don't know anybody from Phoenix. Uh, mm, well, I don't know if people are born there. That's the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. People live there, but no one is born there. Mm. That's my guess. I'm not sure. It doesn't really make sense, but I like to think it does. Not bad. I don't want to end up in a Phoenix adjacent desert. So <laughs> I hope that's not my penance because, you know, Wild Man Joe's back on the streets. 
He's out there. Hide your Mexican friends. Hide him. Hide him. Legal and illegal. It doesn't matter. No importa. He will, <laughs> he will round your ass up. It's crazy to think that, you know. We were talking a little bit pre-pod about just the, the, the virtue signaling of we're just not going to. We're going to do the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Rules. Court of law. Rule of law. No. It's just you don't like it, so we're doing it. <laughs> Joe Arpaio uh, was basically convicted of contempt of court. Why was he convicted of contempt of court? Because in the, I guess, greater Phoenix, Arizona area and all. I don't know. Maricopa County. Arizona, right? You yeah. know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, people out in Arizona who care about your, you know, regional differences with other cities. They've never shown up on the uh, the locations on the list of listeners. Oh, maybe on, our I don't want to say that. I gotta, I gotta, I, say I, that? I gotta check it again. Oh, Big well. up to you know whoever's listening <laughs> yeah. in Arizona, Maricopa County, uh, Phoenix. But Joe Arpaio was having desert prisons. In tent camps, yeah. and holding, and these are people that are immigrants, so they're not even committing crimes. They're just holding for ice. Just holding them. So holding them out in the desert in the winter. If you ever been in the desert winter, it's cold. Desert summer, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> With obviously no heat, no water. People, they give you a jacket. Here's a jacket. <laughs> just out. He's done a number of outrageous things, though. Uh, he was also one of the main birthers. He was a birther. He, he and the president. He's the one who sent uh, his investigators to. He oh, sent his oh, own, yeah, and his own <laughs> sheriffs. He's a terrible, terrible person. He's, he's, he's a he's a terrible old man. But he was a uh, uh, basically contempt of court. He was told to stop doing the desert prisons. Continue doing <laughs> it. Was held in contempt of court. Was to be sentenced to a prison sentence. And uh, your president pardoned the him. God Emperor, <laughs> or Daddy, as people on Reddit call him. Oh, yeah, right, that's fair. Yeah, that's what they call him. He's the God Emperor. He's their Daddy. He came and swooped in. Said, "You know what, Joe? We gotta get you up there, building that wall." <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> running for the Senate or something? Yeah, he's talking about he's gonna he's gonna run for all. He's 80, old as hell, 80. though. Yeah, ridiculous. But we had to talk about this because it's been a big weekend, and they tried to bury the lead on us a little bit. Yeah, it was it was intended to be a confluence of just a lot of things things going on because he would he and the administration they know what they're doing. He would have caught a lot more heat for this, um, whether like this week or next week. Like he wasn't even sentenced yet. He wasn't even he's was not in like, jail. It was definitely just like you know what, mm, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> he doesn't have to even go. That's ridiculous because that's not even what is that. That's not a pardoning. That's just like, you know what? <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Rule of law, even going through the court system. Nope. It's friggin' ridiculous. I mean, I guess if you're cool with the president, then uh, you can do whatever you want. Good to know. That's, that's, I, I guess that's like some, you know, feudal. <laughs> or really, it's foreshadowing for the future. If, if you are one of his uh, allies or supporters, um, Depending on what you do, he'll pardon you. You can get with get with the monarchy, basically. Get with it or get out. You know, get with it. Fly on a private jet, step off, let them know you're wearing Gucci loafers. I think it was Valentino studs. Talking about uh, Steve Nooch's wife, former actress during his periods of, uh, you know, being a producer, met her. She just kind of like, I'm going to marry you. You're rich. <laughs> and then together, going to Fort Knox, watching the clips. Stunned on all his peons. You heard who was the officiant? The wedding officiant? I did hear who was the wedding officiant. Who was it? Mike Pence. Everybody's person with the least integrity. <laughs> the funny thing about him being like you know, the ultra conservative Christian is like, isn't he Jewish? But who should like, could he be official? I don't know. <laughs> like, what? How does that work like that? They don't care. Yeah, just, you know, we're evil. We do evil stuff. Yeah, doesn't matter. Pence looks like an evil X-Men boss. We know. <laughs> we, we know. We know. It's, it's it's just crazy, all the stuff that they're doing. Can we talk about the, the good news being buried in, you know, in the sea of news and events this weekend? Which one? Which piece? My preferred eventual, uh, I don't know, corporate overlord dictator. People talk about Elon Musk as their choice. I'm going with my guy, New York's finest, mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Right. 
He's from New York? Yeah. I didn't know that where. I don't know. Grew up in the projects, apparently. Oh, okay. Respect. Middle income, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his life. I don't know his life that well. But I will say, he took down a great dragon this week. Did he? He did. With the ice spear? <laughs> just great aim. Just, just javelin. <laughs> spear. Olympic javelin. <laughs> Whole Foods prices came tumbling down like the wall. <laughs> Amazon finally completed their purchase and uh, of Whole Foods to get their foot in the retail physical grocery space. I went to a Walmart this weekend, this Sunday. Where? In New Jersey. Oh, I was about to say. You know <laughs> oh, we don't allow that in. I love how you said that like, like it was <laughs> improbable. <laughs> yeah, like, how, could you, how could this be done? I think there's a few in Queens. Like one in Queens? It's literally like... 11 miles away, tops. There's <laughs> <laughs> one in Secaucus. But you know, it might be 11 miles. It takes 45 minutes to get there. It's a freaking mess. It's a mess. But I went to one and I was just like, this is trash. This is terrible. Just food options are not good. Just what's happening? And then Amazon buying Whole Foods. So they're already getting this bougie cachet. Boom. Boom. Already had the Prime membership. Oh, well, you know, Prime, you can do whatever. You can pick up your thing here. You can get a discount. And prices came tumbling down immediately. They announced the buy on Friday. It's completed the merger. They're like, you know what? Monday, price coming down. <laughs> coming down, forty seven percent. Ridiculous. Like certain things you can like. They had a list. I wish I had it in front of me. I should Google it while we're talking about this. But they had a list of all these things coming down. And it's funny how a lot of them are like, damn, this is how much this was jacked up. Because <laughs> I know I never shopped at Whole Foods like at all. It's because Amazon is the only company that can do this. Just off of sheer market share. Yeah, so they they're gonna cause a massive disruption, um, for better or for worse, in the grocery retail scene. Um, but that said, I'm not sure if I'm ready for Amazon to provide my entire life. You you seem like you about it. I'm not even about it. It's just that I I know that I don't think because they had the whole you know, subscription thing. I don't think they will ever gain that market share. They just have so much money because people are just giving them $100. Like when I think about how much money Netflix makes over $9 a month, if I find out how many Prime users there are, if, like... Some like half the country the Prime users I, saw, I read. So we're, talk- crazy so we're talking about at least $12 a month. It's $100 a year, but you know, getting regularly, regular bread. Obviously, new people are coming in. So yeah, I, I'm with it for, for the time being. If it's taking my prices down... I can see the signs already up. Organic apples was two ninety nine a pound. New lower price with Amazon, a dollar ninety nine a pound. <laughs> That's a whole dollar. Ice avocados was uh, two fifty each. Now one forty nine each. All right, we'll ease up on the advertisement. You can you can find out the prices listen, at your own. Listen, local, listen, 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 listen. Not paying us. I'm trying to get an advertisement on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not paying us yet. We can't public yet. Preliminary, but in all, in all seriousness, though. It's funny how they're able to sort of just take that massive market share and like, listen, we might lose money, but it's okay. We're taking over the world. Yeah, the, there's there's a growing trend of of uh, an upstart political force of people that are starting to be against these big, like the big tech companies. It's too much. It's oppressive. It's too much. It is. It's anti-competition if you buy everything. Like, this is how monopolies work, right? Or that, this is not, I don't even, they got to have, have a new word. I guess you just call it Amazon, because Amazon does everything now. I saw they got the lockers. Using the lockers? Oh, yeah, I've been using the lockers. I, I just I just got hip to the lockers. Yeah, lockers, is, especially like here in the city in L.A., used to do it a lot. Like, you get these big things, or at least reasonably sized, you live in an apartment building, you want to leave it, you know, yeah. a weird person. Well, <laughs> I knew that they existed, but I'll rephrase and say they just added it to my janky grocery store down the street. It's been there, though. You for real? Yeah, I forget what his name. I always looked at it. I was like, maybe I'll pick it up when I go over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there. I missed that. I made it repainted. I don't know. I feel like I've never seen maybe. it. It was in the back. Oh, they just moved it a little bit. <laughs> Get a better uh, marketing yeah, position. More placement. Right, more placement. Nah, but they're, they're opening one right here in the middle of downtown Brooklyn. Uh so I, I'll check it out at some point. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, a little, I'm still a little leery. Is it, is it, is it 
like comparable to Trader Joe's now, price wise? I mean, I don't know. We're not gonna do any more <laughs> oh, advertisement. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not particularly sure. I can't tell you like that. But I will say it will. It remains to be seen. We don't have to all join in. I, maybe I'll stop being a prime member. It, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good thing that happened for now. We don't want to give them too much power. I get you that. It's always good until, it, yeah, like Skynet and they dropping shit from drones. I mean, I'm pretty it's all sure Amazon. I'm pretty sure they that's one of the things they were trying to do too. Were they trying to? Yeah, they're, they're still working with the FCC to do these drone deliveries. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of wary of any sort of internal working with the federal government with anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Just we can wait about four years, maybe hopefully only four years before we start incorporating the federal government with the anything that we need them to do with this current juncture because it's <laughs> it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand, especially with the other huge news over the weekend. What do you got? Houston, Landis, Vegas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, poor t- poor, poor taste. Too soon. That was a. Uh... That was a push. I definitely was really, really proud of it, and I just had to get it out. I, I knew I'd have to apologize, but I just it's too clever. So you had like the the Drake, uh, Atlantis, yeah, Houston, yeah. water, yeah, Hurricane Harvey, yeah, confluence, yeah. Okay, yeah, I give you that. Okay, you got it. The reason why is because August sixteenth. I'm reading the article right now. Okay, August sixteenth. Now. No one knew this was going to happen, but it's just poetic about what's happening now with our government in terms of anything that needs to be done. We're going to roll back FEMA flood standards. Now, in their defense, you know, some of the stuff wasn't done yet. It was just sort of ideas and processes and things they wanted to do for flood standards and infrastructure, road, uh, roads and bridges. But you're like, you know what? We're just going to roll it back. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, Houston is under how many feet of water? 30% of Houston is underwater. That's crazy. That's crazy to and me. And Houston is a massive city. It, what was it? We got, our, we got our stats. Fourth largest city. Fourth largest city in America. Number five, Phoenix. Number four. <laughs> Shout out to Phoenix again. Shout out to Phoenix. Number, number four, Houston, three, Chicago, two, LA, one, New York, New York city. city. Now, if Brooklyn was independent, how big would it be? I think number two. You, you know what? Let, you know Houston. <laughs> and I'll, like, listen. Oh, no, it, I'd be like number three. I'll it's bet. sad. It's sad what's going on. Even though it's a bit of virtue signaling, it's weird that like that would happen and it immediately people will be suffering like that. 13 people have died thus far. People are trapped in their cars. It's, you know, the water's rising up to like the freeway in certain areas. And I've heard and some of the things I'm reading is that the city's designed a little bit to handle some level of flooding just because it's so flat. Yeah, I have friends like we all do from from there and they told me real casually the other day well not the other day but a couple months ago when we had met up talking about oh yeah it floods all the time that's still kind of foreign to me i'm like should be flooding what's that supposed to mean like you know you could lose your car your house shit gets ruined but apparently it is designed for that and it's rather common that and Apparently mudslides. Oh, was that a joke? I'm not sure about that one. But yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, but flooding is, is is commonplace down there. A little more stats for y'all. If you just want to give out more love to Houston, and you really need to know what's going on. So, National Weather Service record for total rainfall from a single storm. This is nationally. That's not even just in Houston. So they got what over 48 inches. So that's four feet, right? 12 inches. <laughs> That's four feet. Um, 19 confirmed and suspected flood-related deaths. Even another police sergeant had died driving, you know, to the scene. 3,500 people rescued uh, from flooding. 22 uh, just on Monday. So it's been going up as the days go on. And I've heard that it's been more water than they're supposed to get in the whole year. So it's crazy. Goes inland, comes back out. And it's going back inland. Now, I haven't been watching the Weather Channel, but I'd imagine just the hysteria around that is crazy, especially when you think these things are going to be over. So you really got to throw some love to people in Houston. Yeah, I had heard it won't be over until Thursday. This one says Friday. Damn. So it's definitely it's going and going and going and going. It's kind of rough. But like you said, like we talked about, apparently 
infrastructure is something that they actually sort of prepare for. It's flat. I've heard a lot about Houston. It's that is mad flat. I've only been through the airport, driven through. Um, when I drove through, it was actually raining really badly, I actually remember. <laughs> and it's very flat. Apparently, a lot of the uh, parks and public areas are designed to hold water as well when it rains. So hopefully, and they will get through it, but it won't do too much long-standing damage. People are talking about are they going to have, you know, be able to get back to NBA season and football, all these things, you know, because what happened when New Orleans, everything was shut down. But I don't right. think, I think they can kind of handle it a little better. Yeah, uh, FEMA was completely reconsidered and overhauled in a lot of ways after such such a blunder like the preparation for it. Katrina so it seemed like they were a bit more prepared it wasn't as much of a debacle and at this point like they're just subject to the weather right like we don't really hear too much about how the, the weather is drastic but it hasn't become a drastic humanitarian situation the support has definitely been here right like you, we've heard a lot about it um people in the convention centers they i know they don't tell them to not evacuate just because of the sheer amount of people there it's bigger than like somewhere like new orleans and the roads can't really handle it so a lot of people are bunkered down yeah and apparently they misjudged the storm a bit and i also had read and heard that a good chunk of people that didn't evacuate from the areas that were expected to flood were primarily poor or and it was also right. the, it's also the end of the month so people are kind of out of money, you know, people that, that live month to month, um, which is over half of the U.S. population. So, right. um, yeah, they were poor. It was the end of the month. Um, it was a bit under, unexpected, and they didn't have anywhere to go. So just try to wait it out. Well, it, we know that a lot of celebrities are looking out, so maybe there's some places to go. I saw famous Houston athlete and nine-fingered man, Gerald Green, <laughs> driving around Houston trying to help people. But we know who's not helping people. Fuck. Smiling a lot. I smile. God wants you to make money. He wants me to make money and not have y'all poor motherfuckers in my house. <laughs> my grandmother loves Joel Osteen. Osteen. Top 10. I don't know. Maybe 10's a lot. Top 5. <laughs> top 3. Ancient TV preachers. <laughs> we got... Joe Osteen might be. I mean, well, then you got someone like Pat Robinson, OG, like yeah, in the game, Real, just evil game on top. Just says outlandish things. World ending. Obama's <laughs> terrible. All these things. So maybe he is a you know, retired OG in the crooked preacher game, or just he just a, he's he's a hall of famer. We don't have to put him in the list. But if I think about it, we got Paul White. I think my grandma my grandma likes her. T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Milk Dud God. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got, it got, Joe gotta be up, he gotta be up top. I feel he's like a he, superstar. He's, he's a star. He showed up at the Barclays, shut the whole block down. She was jumping. <laughs> she was lit. People had on their cocktail dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to show Joe some thigh. Yeah. Some thigh, Joe. Smiling. It's lit. Oh, man. Ever since T.D. Jakes fell off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, exactly. Look how long he's been consistent. Not fucking boys, not pulling a (laughs) very long, whatever. Just just smiling. A wholesome capitalist. Just a wholesome (laughs) capitalist. Never slept. Never slept up. Mega churches getting bigger and bigger. But I guess it came to that hometown in Houston. And he's not going to open up the church doors. That's crazy to me. Yeah, apparently he sent out a message saying something like, I'm praying for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, rough, it's rough out there. Yeah. If you need help, go to your nearest. Yeah, no doubt, not what one. <laughs> apparently got shamed into opening, opening his mega, mega church. His massive church it's in funny, Houston. like, I, I need to really, okay, thank you, internet. 606 thousand square foot mega church <laughs> <laughs> lakewood lakewood that's what it's called um so it wasn't open and then i guess the consistent shaming led him to decide to open it uh here's a tweet victoria and i care deeply about our fellow houstonians 
Blakewood's doors are open and we are receiving anyone who needs shelter. So I don't know how long it took, but people are going there now. I guess a good shaming is productive. Yo, never doubt the power of the internet. Yeah. Definitely powerful. I don't I don't know if it really manifested in person, but they were going hard on him for for a minute. Well, when I say a minute, a minute in Twitter time. So that's like 12 hours. Because definitely, this definitely was what, Monday? You know. Yeah, yesterday. Here's somebody. Here's another church. <laughs> this is funny. So a mega, another mega church pastor trying to step on Joel's head and get on TV. He's like, I'm going to take this opportunity cut this motherfucker down. <laughs> cut his ass down. Joel Osteen, as a pastor, you have a huge obligation to show love of Christ at this very moment. All caps. Open the doors, said Greg Locke of Global Vision Bible Church in Tennessee. Motherfuckers, you know, trying to stay in Tennessee. Though. Yeah, he's like, but still, he's like, you know what? Here's my chance. <laughs> you know, we don't. I don't have cable. I'm sure DJ does have cable as well. Nah, he could have easily been on CNN today. Fox News. Oh, flaming, just flaming him. Just, just light his ass up. Shout out to Greg Locke trying to take advantage. Um, so it's funny how these things happen. It's very funny the sort of the come up as people are getting lately, like. I'm I'm glad I'm glad he actually decided to do something. People needed him to do something, but I think I guess that side of the community needed a good, a good just whoosh, good whipping for the old scene types. Yeah, the old like you know. I'm more concerned about the the, the evangelical like the not he's Protestant, so they are the more Protestant even evangelical types. The ones that are all behind he, Trump. He, he's 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 in that vein, is he? Correct. He's a televangelist, though. But he actually has he has obviously a physical big ass physical location. People are there. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I think well, he, maybe we're off. Maybe we're off page. What we what we're talking about? What are you saying? I'm saying that like those people that sort of relate to him and they follow him. They mm. are, they are those people you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. We're on the same page. We're same but, page. but I don't think Ozine is as a Trump supporter. That's what I'm saying. He's not. I don't think so. I think he's uh, he probably doesn't say anything. It's just vague shit. And then no, I'm talking about like Jerry Falwell. Oh yeah, that's the next level. <laughs> like Pat, Pat Robinson already talked about. Who's my man? Is Falwell Westboro? Nah, hell no, no. You you, you going way out there? Nah, <laughs> I was the he founded Liberty University. Oh yeah, and that dude. and all of the kids yeah. that go there are super conservative and shit. Yeah, man, like one white one black kid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but a uh, shout out to the internet shaming people shame. Get shamed for the better people. It matters sometimes. It's good. As long as your intentions are good. Can I can I shame something else? Shame away. McGregor. Mayweather McGregor. Shame. <laughs> what are you shaming the fight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. More disappointment than shame, I would say. Was there a bigger like begrudging uh cultural event to ever happen? I don't. I feel like people were excited for it for some reason. Not but, really anybody. I knew everybody was just begrudgingly interested, but didn't want to put the money down to go was, and watch. Spectacle was just too powerful. Like, oh, I, I gotta look. Yeah. Second only to the clips. Just like I don't give a shit about this, but it's there. I gotta look. That's a fair assessment because I definitely was begrudging and disappointed, but didn't pay. So whatever. Once you don't pay, you just all stakes are off. No, did I? But I knew some. I knew who paid, so I kind of felt bad for oh, them. Shame. But it was, you know, a bit interesting. It was interesting. So, on a scale of uh, one to ten, what is your assessment of interest and also return on your initial interest? I wasn't interested at all at the beginning. <laughs> so I thought it was bullshit. So the return on it was. Yeah, okay, all right. We put on the show. Two things I decided to take joy from are the celebrity interactions over the course of like the the whole card, people coming in. Like, oh, which one? I, I just know I just, Michael Irvin was being Michael Irvin. I saw him coming in. I, I, didn't, I didn't see very him gregarious. But I, you know, I saw LeBron. I saw mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. I saw Bruce Willis. Uh, mm-hmm. Diddy was, of course, there. Diddy. And I was like, oh, look at Diddy being Diddy. That, that's worth it. Yeah, he was sitting right behind. Uh, a-Rod and J-Lo. Oh, yeah. A-Rod and J-Lo was there. <laughs> Post-Prime Savage. Looking good. Just look, just looking good. Just watch. Come on, man. Go get Derek Jeter. I mean, not Derek Jeter. Derek Fisher. Yeah. Shake this nigga up. Just, just him help, up. help him up. Stop <laughs> crashing people's cars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wildin'. 
A-Rod, A-Rod is on the come up. Shout out to A-Rod wherever you are. You're a friend of the pod. I fuck with A-Rod. Whenever you want to either come through, hang out with us, chill. We got some liquor for you. You know, just regale us with tales of your savagery. We we would appreciate it very much so. So that's an invite. But he was there. Jayla was there. And it's just funny thinking about all these people in this one room. It's like the only place. Like even more so than, you know, uh, a war show or something like that. Yeah. Everybody comes out for the fight. They do. And I can never forget, what was it, Pacquiao Marquez? When your guy, in front of the pod, Mitt Romney was there. <laughs> Why did Mitt Romney come? You never saw the, uh, when he got knocked, I think when Pac got knocked out, Mitt Romney was in the front row like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like a classic photo. You got to go. <laughs> you definitely got to Google it. It's like, damn, everybody was at the fight. Hey, Mitt Romney was there. So I wonder who are they, maybe not the you know major celebs, but like people that were there, like... <laughs> I don't know, shit. Elaine Chow was in the building. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Had to slide through. Said, uh, <laughs> shit, New Gingrich in the back. <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Pope. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so Pope. Had a, he had a press box. This was about the time. Fucking eating nachos with Al Gore and shit. Just, just you know, balling stuff. But the overall fight was just like, man. What is happening? <laughs> what is this? It was definitely very confusing for the first like four or five rounds. I just was, was like, what the fuck? I was, per- I was perplexed that this was even going on. It led me with a lot of questions. Somebody in now I'll explain this to you. I didn't pay to the fight because somebody, a kind, good Samaritan, a member of the community, just projected it on the side of their building. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> me and my lady, we were walking around the neighborhood. Let's go to a bar. Let's figure out somewhere we can go. Try to go to the, the, what I thought would be the cheapest option, Buffalo Wild Wings. Sign on the door. We are not showing the fight. You can go to any of these other Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. and pay $50. I'm like, no way. So I walk around, go to this other bar. They got it streaming on a TV in the back. Everybody crowded around crowded, the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is butt. I can't do that. So then we walk back past this. These people on the street streaming it. Like, let me go talk to this dude. He's like, yeah, man, you know, this is community. I'm just trying to, like, look out for community. You know, you want to come through? Bring bring your friends. Bring whoever. Brought the little chairs out, posted up. They was giving out free beer. It was crazy. The community was outside. And people were across the street watching because they felt like they couldn't be a part. So you probably could just ask. It's probably too cool. Thing too cool to do it. It's ridiculous. So it was free for me. Yeah. So I was able to enjoy without the the pretense that I paid all this money and I'm upset. It's the Brooklyn way. So when I got, you know, what, two, three, four, five rounds in, the absurdity became hilarious to me. Somebody in the party was like, what, he fighting like Sagat and shit? His <laughs> fucking hands up. This claw, claw fist. He keeps clubbing them on the head. His instinct, his, his MMA instincts kept jumping out. But thankfully he never... Kicked him or anything because I guess they would have ended the fight. That was like a a, a, a bet, right? You could yeah, it was a prop bet. I, I was thinking about putting that the prop bet, but at the end of the day, I, I had learned about there were strong legal consequences for him if he were to do that. So I was like, he's not about to do that shit because he would have lost part like of that a couple, like tens of yeah, tens of millions of dollars doing that. So, um, but you saw it kind of jumping up between that and he keep get he keeps stop, sidestepping and getting behind him so right. he get ready to fucking <laughs> body slam suplex him, him. <laughs> or the or the hammer fist keeps hammering him in the back of the head yeah. like you cannot do that the ref is like trying to. so yeah he was losing points if you actually saw the the point spread at the end um, he lost points throughout a couple of the rounds for the hammer fist yeah if you keep fucking hammer fist him in the head like when we say he was talking about your boy McGregor. Um, so, I'm not sure exactly what Mayweather's strategy was. He always makes some shit up at the end saying, oh, this is our plan. You know, we were just going to let him punch himself out and then finish it up at it the end. It kind of seemed like the plan because it was just so, like, never in doubt. So, <laughs> if it was the plan, which I can get behind, but why? I, maybe, I, I never bought it, but maybe I was just a sucker to believe in how they were marketing it. I thought he was just going to. Hit him with a couple of nice, like you know, get around him and knock him out in the first couple of rounds. I said, I, I thought it was going to be like one of three scenarios. I thought either Mayweather just going to knock him out within the first couple of rounds, or two, play with him and do the normal Mayweather super defensive, just 
very technical boxing, getting his, you know, his points in. Or three, somehow, some way, uh, McGregor, like, gets lucky and knocks him out. I didn't think it would be this weird type of just setup. Awkward clunkiness. Clunky. And then every as every round got passed, I guess based on his stamina and his training, McGregor's punches got lighter. And he kept doing these. If you ever watch boxers practice, he was doing a lot of those, like, practice punches where you just do like the little quick taps like, yeah. like you tapping on his head like, he was never really punching him after a while and giving all these feather punches and eventually Mayweather just started walking literally walking through his jabs and started going off on his head basically <laughs> teeing off on him and to the point where TKO yeah, and everyone was pissy because they were like, no, he needed one one more good hit. Just to- he did, but that was also, Mayweather doesn't even have the power power to knock most people out for one, like off of one clean blow. Right. So he would have just pummeled him until his brain was just like. Well, he, no, nah, I feel like he definitely was about to go down, but he wasn't able to set up that one good blow. He, he had a, a lot of good hooks, but none of the hooks took him down. He didn't land any. Clean uppercut, no punch in the gut, nothing like no power shot that put him down up to that point. So after a while, I was like, "Damn, it's not happening." Yeah, and I guess the consensus for that is that everyone went home happy. Connor didn't get too beat up. Yeah, Floyd fine, and they're like, "Oh, you're like a moral victory." Two hundred, three hundred million dollars, great. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure they were able to hug and smile. Pretty, pretty. It was like Fine. immediately. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, like gotcha. We did it. Yeah, we did it. But they put on a bit of a show. So it could have been worse. It definitely could have just been a shit show or just just trash. But they actually fought. And we saw Mayweather take a couple punches. Um, he got better as the fight got on, uh, went on. McGregor got significantly worse. And that that's what she wrote. For do most do you feel like it put up any interest for the upcoming real important fight in boxing? Which one? Triple G, Triple G and Canelo. Canelo. Um, I mean, I'll watch it. I, I'm, I'll probably watch it. Go to a bar or something like that and watch it because I knew it was coming. Um, but you know, it's probably a separate conversation now. Mayweather is such a polarizing athlete, but when it comes to boxing, son, he's in another, he's in another class. Uh, based on his peers and the people that have come up, although he's strategically chosen his fights. Um, you can use that as a knock, but for what is worth, everybody's fault. He's beat, and he beat Canelo pretty, like solidly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, based on his style, he didn't pummel him, but you know, Mayweather would just beat you on points. You'll never really be able to hit him. He'll dance and move around the whole whole twelve rounds, and you're gonna lose. You know, eight uh, what eight rounds to four, right? <laughs> it's just be like, That's over. Yeah, it's like oh, right, well, you lost. So, um. It's just it's just odd to think about those type of fighters like Canelo, like because because it's a level down from Mayweather. Yeah, because I was um, thinking like maybe that would be the boost, you know, boxing. Oh, it'll be a big fight though, but you need charismatic characters as well. Like that's how they've always sold the sport, especially now, like in, in the past couple of decades. And neither Triple G nor Canelo are particularly charismatic, especially in the in the American market. So. It's only going to be for boxing purists and the couple people that, you know, float around and know the bigger names. So they'll watch it. So it is going to be a big fight, but it's not going to be Mayweather McGregor because both of those dudes are belligerent and charismatic in their own type of ways. But on the flip side, UFC up because it's John Bones Jones thing. I feel like was messing up where they were. If you're not aware, because I'm barely aware, John Bones Jones. Um, UFC champion, whatever, and apparently just raging asshole, like failed another. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, just failed another drug test for a major fight. And you know, Connor was the biggest UFC thing, but now he's got, I guess, a hundred million dollars. Maybe he's not <laughs> too pressed to be, you know, the best fighter anymore or whatever. Right. So, are you saying that's a good thing for? Well, I'm just saying, what is the state of where's UFC going? Boxing, maybe the interest, maybe not back, but is UFC still on upswing? I think or fighting this, gone. In this general? either. Between what the John Jones and this thing, it either stagnates or uh, works against the the UFC. Yeah, the rise of UFC. Because the issue with UFC is the characters rise and fall even faster than boxing. 
Like they they come and go very fast. So you can't really build up that much public persona. It is it's like remember Ronda Rousey, right? Like Ronda <laughs> Rousey was was hot shit for two and a half years and then two piece. And then was done. Like she got in two fights and got her got her ass thoroughly whooped. So that's just the nature of the sport. But that that constant turnover, it doesn't breed, you know, longtime fans and, you know, real cachet. Right. I remember a lot of those dudes, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre. You know, you hear about these names, but, like, they're not really relevant anymore compared to you got boxers that that box for 10, 15 years. Right. Like, and they had to knock... (laughs) What's his name? Bernard Hopkins out the <laughs> ring for that. <laughs> too, too, too long, man. Too long, you know, uh, to their own detriment. But at least you see them for a minute and they have these kind of longstanding triumphant stories. But, um, no. yeah, you can't really call it. No, no, no for you. See, I, I feel you, man. I, that's probably a good assessment because characters are important, man. Characters are important. Characters matter and their motivations matter. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you try to do your part threatening these, these Man, together. Man, you know, I, I try to set it up. I try to look out for the people. That's good. I want to keep it too jarring because you never know what might happen. You might never know who might actually go down. Never know. In the boxing ring or in the Game of Thrones. In the Game of Thrones. Dun, 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 season finale. You either win or you die. Or you die. Now, I, I, I haven't been a great Game of Thrones fan. I watched season one. I watched season six. I watched the <laughs> recap, and I watched season seven. See how he says that one to six jump is is a big one. I mean, I was like, "Damn, they killed my guy Ned!" And then I was just, <laughs> I just, I got behind and it's like, "Damn, Rob too." It's just like, like Lannister, and then it just, you know, I got behind, so I decided <laughs> to jump back into the fray. It mattered. And there's been a lot of criticism of the season, and I even felt it as someone who hasn't watched a lot of episodes. But I feel satisfied with the finale thus far for where it is. Structurally, the in terms of filmmaking and how they the execution of it, I definitely enjoyed the finale of the season, and it assuaged some of my anger or you know the just discomfort, disappointment from the last few episodes and how the plot was was rolling out and you know i developed those opinions on my own but it looks like a lot of the fucking media landscape and social media people feel the same way too fast too fast too furious the (laughs) build-up now is coming to a place where all of these anything can happen feelings and motives can't happen now because the plot has to dictate a certain number of things right and this season it served as a bridge between get, getting everyone together so they can basically fight the White Walkers. Like, that's that's all that really matters now. So there are a couple of ancillary stories, but they don't really matter very much. Exactly. Like, the, I guess, I want to say the LVP, but Theon, Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> Theon Greyjoy. A plot I don't need, don't want, and don't care about. Dark Horse candidate for, for LVP. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him, but he's been fucking up. Tyrion Lannister. Ooh. Dark Horse candidate, least valuable player. Why do you say this? Because, and this was not even because of the writing. This storytelling was good in his aspect. He's, his calculations have just been wrong. He's not, he's not a good wartime. um, uh, Hand. Hand, you could say. His strategies have not borne out. Um, he's found himself being manipulated not once, not twice, but three times by his family members over the past season. And well, it's setting his, in, his in, team up in, for in failure. What, in what way? What would you say? If you remember, he, he established, the, he, he, the he meetings helped. with Jamie and all that. The meeting with Jamie, um, this stupid ass mission where they went up to the, to Was the that wall. his idea? That, like, they, he, he co-signed it, he but I wasn't even going to bring that up as his idea. He also spearheaded the, 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 uh, battle idea for them to take, you know, Casterly Rock, his, his right. family's home. And everybody died, right? And no, everybody didn't even die, but they just went to High Garden and where all the food and money was. So he just let them have that castle when he got played. 
Um, he had the people going into the, uh, going around King's Landing, whatever, in the water, and then the, yeah. Theon and Yara, and then their uncle came and sacked them. So, like, that shit just all fell flat. Um, I guess we're spoiling the, the finale, but he um, supposedly made this deal with his sister, and she, right after the fact, like, tells James, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we ain't doing that shit, fuck that. You know, which... Which also, you know, from a storytelling perspective, it made the first like twenty or thirty minutes of the episode just worthless. I, I loved it though because it was <laughs> like, damn, she just gonna change her mind. Like, I just <laughs> I felt like that was weird that she was like, okay, I'm gonna change my mind. even with the white, just because she's so change her mind. What twice, three times? Yeah, it, was just, it didn't really. It was fine, but the main issue is. Can, can I redeem my oh, real okay. before you go in? What's up? Now I've heard this float now. What if? He joined her in, in, in their conversation. Everyone's saying like, oh shit, maybe he really joined her on the sneak. It, that, that, that's always out there. That's definitely always out there. And I could, I wouldn't be, well, I would be would surprised. That be twisty, would that be twisty enough to be like, oh shit, yeah, that's good. He would have to have a compelling reason to to do it, I would say. And family isn't enough? Not in this context. He <laughs> killed his dad. And he was trying to save them in the first place. And he knows that she is not... She's an ill-fit, ill-fit ruler. She blew up the fucking. You saw season yes. six. She blew up the Scepter Baylor. So she's 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 just wild. She's a, she's a twisted woman. Yeah. Um, but the main issue with the season was beyond how they structured it. George R. R. Martin is not writing. Isn't he? They they passed the books. Right. He's too busy chilling, pretending he's gonna finish. Right. And. This, at least this is from what I gather, from what I feel, is I definitely feel like it was an amazing literary accomplishment for him to write these stories. Like, there's just so much rich text and culture and history, backstory, and um, references to real-life things and whatnot that this one man made over this series of books is, like, literally fucking crazy, Um so then he hands it off to just these normal, you know, like showrunners and show creators and writers. Right. They don't have the the depth of knowledge and understand the nuance of the characters and the historical backlog to kind of reference things and to make it as rich a text as he would. So they find themselves making it more of a contemporary TV show with normal TV show motivations for the characters when we know that the characters have a bit more depth than some of the things that they show and some of the, some of the plot lines that happen. The main two uh, cases were this ridiculous mission to the wall. Which was, what, two and a half episodes? It just didn't make sense? It made it was It was... <laughs> Like literally, just a terrible idea, and everybody criticized it the the following day because it just didn't make it was just really dumb. It was like really dumb, and and for a show with so many layers and so many different motivations and smart characters, it just didn't make sense for them. To and do then structurally thing. with the plotting, it's just like all right, this is like if even it was decided on, this is like a six episode thing. Gonna get up there, you get there, you, you fight. That's a thing. She's like, yeah. yeah. The speeding up the show is is bad enough, but I can make peace with that if it still had the weight of, of some of the things but as you're saying some shit a few of these things happen over, in real time would happen over the course of weeks it just happens and they don't talk about at all what happened in the interim and just like oh it should happen so at that end of the last episode before the finale they kidnapped the, the white right they kidnapped right. the white walker the following episode is them showing up to King's Landing with it. You know how long it would take it, for them to get there, and right? And not even like, it's been a long journey, no line. No. Yeah, they, they don't talk about this shit at all. John probably had hypothermia and shit, like he's just fine now, you know? So it had to be several weeks later, but you don't you don't see that the type of imaginations with that. And that's a big departure from what the show had been. So... um there's the clash with the writing and also because the showrunners wanted and or want to end the show next season um, for whatever reason, because they want to make a, 
alternate reality confederacy shows was <laughs> right. too shit. busy with that right um, I guess, free up some writers for that right I guess they didn't want to you know pass it off to anybody or keep it going but instead they're putting it into overdrive and trying to get the shit finished so if we can be positive for a minute for sure yeah what are your most satisfying moments from the finale who and who is your Game of Thrones MVP Game of Thrones MVP. Okay, most satisfying thing from the last episode, probably when the white jumped out the about the box. Oh yeah. For a second, I thought it wasn't it wasn't anything in there. Like I thought it was gonna be like another type of plot twist. Oh, I hated it. that so much. I thought about yeah. that too. Like it better be. Yeah. Person. <laughs> it would just stop moving or yeah. some shit. No, I thought it was gonna be another plot twist where somebody kidnapped it or something. Or it's like, like oh shit. So that was that was dope for them to do that. Um, and probably just the last scene, yeah, where they got the you know the the, the, the zombie dragon right burning down the wall, the ice wall. And but is it burning it, it down, or what is actually happening with that? I I have to imagine that it, that it's still fire, ice fire, <laughs> cold fire. Like it could burn you though. You know, burn is just yeah. extreme temperature one way or another. Yeah. But the, but the wall it's is like made leaving, of ice. It's like leaving your chicken in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freeze it burn. <laughs> but <laughs> but the wall is ice, so. You can't burn ice. I thought it was like sheer, like just force was just like destroyed. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's not that bad, but it's magic or something. It's all magical, you know, hypothetical shit. But I I think it's still fire. fire. It's just blue flame. It's just, just, it's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like when you turn on the stove, like my blue, (laughs) butane. (laughs) Yeah, precisely, precisely. So we also you got you got to bequeath me an MVP too. MVP. Um, mm. MVP. Yes. MVP. I I can tell you mine. I go. For, I, I mean, I might just pick the default and pick somebody like John. Okay, because he's just you know fucking his aunt. That's cool. That, that <laughs> incest is in. Incest is hot in these streets. It's hot. It's definitely. And John, you know, he's winning even though he is dumb as usual, like ruin everything. I know. Like, <laughs> Just dumb. Just, just why? He why? couldn't even say, "Yo, just give me a minute to think, make my decision." But not they even never, that. any of them ever did. Nah, that. But did she say like he didn't say that she, he had to bend a knee? That too, but just, you know, it's just it's just always him making impulsive, dumb, yet straightforward decisions. You know, I just you know I, I gotta. This is my quaid. I gotta do it. It's like all right, chill, man, chill, John. Who's your MVP? Okay. So I have two MVPs, one of which I already told you. Hmm. Large map makers. That shit is just <laughs> so lit. Is that just like a prerequisite for a castle? Like, all right, yo, somebody get somebody in here to build this this big ass map. I, can I walk know. On. Why, like, why did they re- requisition? Like, why why did they ask for this? That that happened at the beginning of the season when they were painting and shit. It was like this nigga's painting this big ass <laughs> map on the floor. Like, just felt like doing it. Like, yeah, I just need, I need to see it better. Stand we up. had it on the table, right? And it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I need to walk <laughs> on it. That's the coolest shit ever. If I ever got rich enough to have it, like, just build me a map of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, I need to go to the store. It's over here. It's take <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, Danny had one too in her castle, right? Just like a big map on the she floor. She has, no, no, hers is on a massive table. Yeah. And it has a bit, it's, it's slightly 3D. Giant maps. <laughs> it's little rays. It's embossed and engraved. Yeah, but and they have the like chess pieces with the different houses on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to maps. And my second MVP, the wardrobe people. I don't know what's going on, but everybody's wardrobe, dark. The, everybody, the wardrobe is lit this, this season. <laughs> Getting ready for winter. Everybody's dark. Everybody wearing the uh, zip up neck shit. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Glistening. Yeah, Cersei is um. She's still in mourning. I guess that's why she just wears black all the time. Is that what it is? I thought it's because she just. I mean, that too. Yeah, but she's like ice queen. She just and she's but children then, are dead. But, but Daenerys, Daenerys, her whole crew, like somebody's outfitting them though, because everybody match with this. With this. Oh yeah, not Daenerys. They just balling. They just like, got like the, the silver shit. They just balling. Silver shit with the, the fucking shoulders out and everything, <laughs> looking like like how they get Star Trek fits out, <laughs> freaking. But you saw John. John just keep it old school. He was down there at King's Landing. Still got the fur on. I'm like, I know this nigga's hot. That's the first thing I thought about. Like, it must full, be hot. It's full on fur. But yeah, man. The outfits. I'm like, yo, these is kind of fresh. 
And in terms of acting, oh, time out. Go ahead. That explain is. I mean, it makes sense that you bring that up. Um, now I'd be talking about the show with my friends. First thing that I brought up when uh, they first showed, not when that first show, but when um, what's his name, Euron came to right. King's Landing. I was like, this nigga's fly as hell. Yeah, those like <laughs> his leather outfit, yeah. and his posture was just like real chill. He came out standing in front of the the, the throne and shit. Yeah, came out, swaggered like, up there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme. It was like uh, Tim Gunn and Oprah uh, on, on like a, doing a makeover. It's like. Oh, look at him before. Whatever you're on. He looked crazy. He had like, a, yeah. you know, the wreath thing. And he came out, look at him after. And he comes out with that scene with that jacket on. Like, this motherfucker is fresh sweat. Yeah, on that slim fit. <laughs> Kill the game. It's definitely funny. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we got wardrobes are on point. The sure. wardrobe budget is up. But in terms of acting, you know what? Because I've been watching all these years, I always had to come into it a little fresher eyes. I'm like, man, this, this Lena Headley. Yeah, no. Nah, great. She, she she's giving a great performance for sure. A top ten white women with lips. Like, where she get lips from? <laughs> Confusing me. <laughs> number one, and number two, it's like, how do you, like? It's like, all right, we want you to scowl, but it has to be your own thing. You have to figure out how to scowl in a unique way. It's like, all right, I'm gonna just always have my like jaw out something <laughs> like like this face. It's like I just you don't know like she kind of grits her teeth. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me, like the acting choice on that. She acts so well that you really don't think it's somebody acting, right? You just kind of immerse into the character. So that's is is definitely very impressive. I I definitely felt like she gave the best performance uh, as an actress actress this season. I'm definitely for sure. I, I was definitely sold to you someone know. coming in a little. Yeah, she's not surrounded by CGI and shit. She's not fighting. It's all just things that we're that, talking. That's true. That that's, yeah. that's that's definitely a fair assessment because if you were talking about physicality, it's like, oh, all right, I got to pretend to fight these things or ride a dragon and all this kind of crap. What I was saying is, she doesn't even have those type of supports there to kind of make you just like suspend even you thinking about it. Right. It's just always just her and the, and the castle. She hasn't left that castle in years, like in Showtime. I guess that's true, right? Ever since she but walked out of there naked and blew up everybody. Right? <laughs> How long ago was that? I'm not sure, but whatever. I just it's a lot of stuff here. I'm growing enamored more with the show, even though it's sort of been off pace. Yeah, I mean, ostensibly this has been the worst season, but it's still an outstanding show. It still was an outstanding season compared to any show. Um, I've been a big fan for. Since it since it came, since it started as a show, I haven't read the books, but I've nerded out and read a lot of like the backstory type of stuff because um, I just found it interesting. And as I said, it's like a really immersive, so deep type of thing. You know, I remember you had your, you know, there are no black people on the show thing. That's valid and very true. I mean, it is dope for what they're eunuchs. <laughs> yeah, the brown people are eunuchs. Yeah, I mean, they have one black dude. His name is uh, like Saldor Sand. I think he's a pirate. He's be out there doing pirate shit. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, he's just on on the seas. He, he might be back. Never know. Never know. Uh, before we get out of here, I gotta give a shout out though. Sweet, it's my guy, friend in the pod, the Night King. <laughs> <laughs> amazing athlete, an amazing, spectacular athlete. Uh, also great at training animals. <laughs> great, great at training animals. Great at leading large forces. Great leader. <laughs> Doesn't even have to talk. They just listen. Like they just like I, I I need just further explanation of whatever the hell is going on with that. And we sort of missed the whole other subplot that was going on all season. Can we talk about that really quick? Which one? The oh, the yeah. drama of Winterfell. She was terrible. That's what I meant to bring up before. Yeah, it, that was the biggest gripe that a lot of the purists and the people that closely watch the show have had. It's just like. It didn't make sense. It just like in terms of the characters' motivations and how they how showed it. How long that whole thing took it for none of it to really develop and feel natural. Yeah, it's, it was all season and, and it never felt like anything. Right, and you and you could tell somebody who was not even like, like more of a novice to the show. It just came off very blah. It just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. That the characters' motivations did not make sense. And then after the fact, you're supposed to believe that. They were putting on a ruse to 
make sure Littlefinger believed that he was manipulating the two sisters, right? Like just, and it's like the, weird. the lead up wasn't good. It, it could have been executed better because that yeah. whole thing with them intrigue would have mattered more if there was like more time of them thinking, oh, are, are you know somebody even saying that? Are you manipulating? Like just things like that right. that would clarify, or at least them having a conversation with one another. Um, before or even they, with what's his face, the, the wheelchair boy. Right. Yeah. yeah, because he obviously was involved, but oh, he's not involved till the end, and it's like right. the, the plotting of it is just off. Yeah, the showrunners and the writers—they obviously don't really know how to use him because he's one of those. He's like Apocalypse, right? <laughs> From X Men, clearly overpowered. But. Clearly, fucking overpowered. Can do well. Can see past, present, and future. So it's like, do you use? You could. He could. He could just say the whole show, basically. He could just end the whole story in the next episode if, if he wanted to. But um, I, that, that's why they have a difficult time doing that. But even with that said, last note on that, is another odd thing is he gave John's whole backstory. Right. But he had to be corrected that his last name wasn't uh, Sand right. or Rivers. He got corrected by... Sam, right? Right. But if you know, if you can see the past and present and the future, why the hell do you need I was, people? I, I was under the, under the impression that he can't see everything though. Like, but he only sees different. He has to, aspects of. He shit. has to intently see it, right? right? So, why would you go about telling people shit if you don't know for sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? well, I guess if you like with the whole reveal with the whole thing with the little finger. Was that he could see things that he did? So I guess you know something there. And I guess if he saw something about John's parentage, he, he thinks he thought he knew, you know. And he, and then tells in his weird sort of like, I know, I know, I know, I see this. You know, it's it's weird. And, and Elizabeth, it's 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 temperamental. It really is. But I I found that whole thing, and I didn't. I don't know the characters manipulative and things like that and a major chess player. So it's weird to see like him just die like that. Spoiler alert. Whatever. He he was. And they that's what I'm saying. There was no lead up to it. We didn't see like it was just him starting to fucking beg. It was just like it just wasn't he, he deserved to also be beheaded, not to have his throat slit right in the middle of the thing. Like that was weird too. Yeah. Definitely, he probably he was a high crime committer. <laughs> so I will say, came through on season eight, twenty nineteen at this rate. Apparently, unfortunately, uh, slow down a little bit, be a little more full with what you're doing. Listen to us here at Two in a Bottle. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> Amen. So, man, you, you got anything else? Any news and notes from this past week? Big weekend. It's a big week. Every week seems like a big week. Um. Nah, I'm gonna just let it let it fester. I feel it. I feel it. I went to New Beach. It's crazy. Oh yeah, you tell me what the fuck. What were you doing? Oh, you know, you just, were nude. You just do stuff. You just do stuff sometimes. Is it in New York? It's in Jersey. Figures. <laughs> Damn barbarians over there beyond the wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> beyond the moat. Oh man. Yeah. Do you do you partook? Mildly. <laughs> there's some shit. There's some shit you just like. You know what? All people don't give a fuck, yo. There's a certain point in your life, you just like, you just don't give a fuck. I mean, you know that even when you go to the gym, the old people stay in the the locker room butt ass naked. They do. But even then, they have this use of like, you know, it's in the gym. It's like here, it's like, damn, everybody came out here for this. And then even even with that, even with that setup, there's people that are just more flagrant about it. Just like, you know, I just came out here, take my balls out. Take him out. Spin him around. <laughs> That's all I do with Pierce Balls. And I'm like, this is what you came out here for? To let people know? <laughs> That's Where why. Where else would it be able to let people know? I don't know. I don't know. But it's just like the psychology of it is just really interesting. And then the weird people that are just like, like, is that a man or a woman? Just just, mm. just blob. Not, and I don't mean trans. I just mean just... Just they were big. amorphically shaped. <laughs> just uh, look, I don't know. So I'm good. I'm good on that. Never good. It was interesting though. It was interesting, but okay. but nah, nah. 
So that's my weekend. Big weekend. <laughs> Big weekend. <laughs> Big weekend. <laughs> uh, if you want to, you know, hear more commentary on our Big Weekends or uh, whatever crap we're talking about per week, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're also on Brick uh, Radio. Um, and Apple iTunes podcast app, two in the bottle. Uh, we're looking for interns. If you want to intern with us, or, you know, just help us out. You know, reach out. We're looking for good listeners. You maybe have some thoughts about the podcast. Someone <laughs> help Brandon edit. <laughs> you know, catch, edit, edit catch the, when I'm slipping. Edit the jazz out in the beginning. Indeed. So keep listening. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll be back next week. Two. One. <laughs>